1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at He's ready! Oh, there you
0: go! It's gonna be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport.
1: I find I talk to my cat like that now.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Divine Lockdown just, just did that to you. Yeah, I think yeah. we did. I think lockdown has, has had long, long-standing effects that I haven't quite shaken off yet. Yeah, talking to the cat on the regular. It's the cold, our classic nitro review. Now, if you are watching on the uh, yeah, Patreon, frozen. we are frozen once more, which is hilarious. Oh, so that's oh a funny God. phrase to. That's a funny pose to freeze in, though. It it is a funny pose to (laughs) freeze in. If you could stop freezing, that'd be that'd be lovely. It'd be so
0: good, OBS, if you could just do your job.
1: Bless OBS, do your job. Ob blessed as we all all are.
0: Fucking do your job.
1: (laughs) We are here (laughs) via our our uh, Pit Boys, our Pet Boys Power Delorean, back in the golden era of Monday Night Wrestling. I mean, it's Pet Boys powered, but it would be would it be a Delorean? Ooh. Would it be the not Delores more like is always... the, the
0: Dumb and Dumber car? <laughs> a Pet Boys powered <laughs> Dumb and Dumber car.
1: What was the... Did the Dumb and Dumber car have a name?
0: I don't know. It was just big and had fucking
1: fur on it. The furry car. It? Yeah. We're big in... furry car. We're in that. We're in the furry car timeline. <laughs> We're back in 1996, the halcyon days of the mid-90s where technology was king and slightly clunkier than we like. God, we love it that had, way. People had beepers and not just doctors. Yeah. Ah. The best of people. And we had wrestling. Drug dealers. (laughs) (laughs) If you had your drug dealer on a beeper at this point, you'll love 1996. (laughs) And who are we to go back into such a time period? I'd be Faye Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell, and I'm with resident WCW kid Sam Driver. Right, Mere weeks from, from, from your trip to Hollywood land. Yeah, next week. A week week. away. Fucking yeah. Is this your last one before you go then?
0: This will be the last one before I go. I've got Marble Mania on Thursday. I've got to get all my dollars. I've got to make sure I've got enough clothes. I've got to make sure that the cat has everything he needs. And then... Uh, make sure that everything's ready for my sister to house sit for me. So is, is, it's, is, it's, it's a busy old week. I was going to say, is Cooper getting house sat? Is yes. He at home? Yeah, he's staying at home. So he's uh, he's he's going to be looked after and probably fed
1: all of the dreamies in the land. But uh, <laughs> when I get back, he's
0: back on his diet. <laughs> <Yeah. so>. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> but he's on a holiday himself then maybe. Yeah. Kind of. That's what we said when we went to the Maldives and, and he went to go and stay in Halifax. No, nice. I, like, I feel like I don't feel like you're getting the short end of the stick because we're going to the Maldives and you're going to. No, Hallie I've Hacks. looked
0: at like cat boarding and stuff, and it's just
1: it's so it's expensive. expensive. There's a really lovely cat boarding place in Yorkshire which yeah. I looked at, and I was like, it looks beautiful, but it's very expensive. Yeah, <laughs> whereas Alex's sister was free. Yeah, which that works. Do that, yeah. and it's still all <laughs> they don't care anyway. I remember getting really emotional. When uh, we said goodbye to Pablo. Yeah. So I, so I think because we were just, we were so burnt out from like not going out, mm. not having a holiday for years and years and years. And the and the plan was going to be that I was going to go with him yeah. to Alex's sister, spend a few hours with him, then come back. But then as it happened, they couldn't get to Alex's mom and dad's till late. So I ended up having to hand him over. And then stay on, and they took him home, and it genuinely oh, broke it sucks, my man. heart. It sucks. I just got a bit emotional. Alex yeah. had to give me a hug, and I just said, I just feel bad. Like I would just put, like I put him in a car, and he doesn't know what's going on, and yeah. like, and then in true Pablo dickhead style, within an hour, it's like, yeah, he's here, he's fine. Yeah. He's eating a plant. And he was fine. sick, and he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> he was, and he was <laughs> fine. And then he saw us when he came back, and he was like, "Ah, oh, it's you again." Like he ain't bothered. <laughs> he ain't fucking bothered. <laughs> Um, We are uh, very blessed to have wonderful people who reach out via the email classic at cultaholic.com. I can see a wall of text. This is two emails that we've had. That's one. That's, and that's, that's the other. Two. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, two, so two of your emails this week. Thank you very much for these. Um, hello, Sam and Tom. Wanted to pass along some info regarding the older female fan you guys mentioned a week or two ago Was from the in Knoxville. Was she a geek at a carnival? Do you know that
0: they used to rip <laughs> chickens' heads off, right? With their
1: teeth. I'm still getting Ooh, messages about money. that. for money. <laughs> oh my god. I'm still getting fucking messages about that. Jesus I'm, uh, I'm getting that and messages about Dominic Dijakovic. That's been my fun. What, what's your messages about Dominic Dijakovic? Well, he did a promo on NXT where yeah. it looked like he wrote into a book. Uh, it looked like he wrote uh, Justice Anthony Right. NXT and I thought that's his new name, so I espoused in the video this is his new name. Of course, you look closer, it says Justice Authority NXT. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Justice Anthony. (laughs) I mean it works. Do you know what? It's a WWE name. It's a WWE
1: name. I blame the Vince McMahon administration. He's already
0: had one name change Why are they gonna give him another?
1: Are you telling me that Justice Anthony doesn't sound like you get
0: the name you're born with, right? You get the name they give you, and very rarely you might get another one.
1: Exactly. Very rarely. Justice Anthony, I felt like, was something that would fit in the WWE era. Well, it turns out you're just blind. It turns out I'm blind and thick. How dare you? I, uh, I How in my, dare you? I've already left my keys <laughs> with Adam Pachiti. I will not darken the door again. But anyway, so a few weeks ago, this lady was not a geek who bit the head off chickens. And thank you for the several hundred emails about that. She was that. a nerd who stuck <laughs> the heads back on the chickens. <laughs> was a weirdo (laughs) that thought she was giving them life. She was originally from Dayton, Ohio before moving to Tennessee. My grandfather used to mention her every single time he talked about wrestling. If you ever hear anyone talk about bouncing Bueller... In East Tennessee Wrestling, it's the same woman. What? (laughs) Mm, It's a bit of a legendary fan from the area. Uh, Thank you and all of Cultaholic for what you do. As a night shift worker who also suffers mental illness, the content is essential for personal distraction as well as needing constant content to listen to at work. Keep it up. We will do. Thank you. Thank you you very much for listening. And thank you to Bouncing Bueller. Yes, thank you to Bouncing Bueller for gracing our screens. Right. I'm going to need a Drink a little quick drink for this one. Little one, yeah. Just a little. Ah, I'm looking at you, David, from Quincy, Massachusetts. Why is it always the people from Massachusetts? No, Well, they're used to having long things, aren't they? Because they're Massachusetts. <laughs> they're used to using a lot of letters. Uh, I kid, David. Thank you for this. Um, hello, Sam and Tom. Sam's talk of laser discs during yes. the most recent episode compelled me to share with you a laser disc story from oh, my Oh, now youth. I'm all about the water <laughs> test. See,
0: see, you can just turn it on a penny. You mention anything old Tamagotchi's laser disc.
1: <laughs> you know those UFO yogurts with the toy in the middle? I'll mm-hmm. I'll turn into butter. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I was explaining <laughs> these podcasts to uh, a family member. and <laughs> It's just
0: Sam and Tom chat, bollocks yeah, for an hour. We
1: talk about Bobble for 40 minutes, and it's yeah. just like... <laughs> My father was and remains super into sound and video technology. Nice. Uh, when laser discs were first being introduced for public consumption, there was an electronics store called Circuit City. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the chain has since gone out of business. We are familiar with what would you? What would be the the UK equivalent of Circuit City? Would it have been Dixons? Fucking or hell, Tandy. Right. Had, uh, yeah, so like Dixons was our like tech
0: retailer, right? Like mm. you go there for well, not really tech. It was just, they'd sell appliances. They'd sell computers. They'd sell, you know, hi-fis and video players. What You'd have, being... like, Index Catalog Store and Argos Catalog Store for, like, a lot of shit. Maplin. Maplin. Yeah, Maplin's, like... What Maplin? was, Maplin? like, the, the point where you had, like... Because you've got richer sounds, which is sort of, like, the up market. Mm. You want to go buy your Bang & Olufsen thing. You want to have a massive home theater set up or whatever. And it's super high in TV. You've got a richer sounds, But maplin yeah maybe it's sort of that crossing point isn't it where you every man could just walk in and be like all right i need a cable need a cable here it is and then they closed it down while wcpw was a thing and we needed cables weekly and it was like what the fuck what are you doing you can't just close it down (laughs) we've now like because it turns a 10 minute trip up the road to grab a cable of any length you want to like Get on eBay.
1: It's <laughs> gonna take three
0: weeks. Okay.
1: <laughs> Cause there was one. So for, for for people who love the story of WCPW, there was a maplin that was, like you say, ten minutes up the road from the student union. Yeah, it was it was literally round the corner and you could just grab it. I can imagine multiple occasions of I can in my see in my mind's eye, Sam Driver grabbing keys, whacking his coat on and rushing to Maplin. <laughs> Not particularly. I was too nah. busy. It would uh, always be uh, like somebody turned I've just been to Maplin, I've got all this. And will <laughs> be bags of everything. And I'd be like, okay. I bought one of everything just in case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this Circuit City was giving a demonstration of new tech. Keep in mind that this store was a solid hour's drive from my house. Which
0: it's always good to do a big, long drive
1: to a single shop. Yeah, it, yeah. it feels like a day like Toys R Us back in the day. It's like a dad's day at
0: Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go look at speakers. dads Disneyland. Yeah.
0: Check <laughs> <Like laughs> out this
1: subwoofer. There was... It could rattle the windows. Yeah, I think we'll miss that, you know, as we get older. Where you get less of those trips to shops to... It's all shopping's
0: going to become like more of an experience, I think, because Mm. like I there's I hear it from people who I I know who are in like even things like car sales industry, like they're rethinking the entire model on how to sell cars, and so it's sort of like I think the the idea of going into a shop now, unless you're getting like an expert there who can be like, hey, this is the brand new iMac, but without like pressuring you mm. uh, and they can just kind of be enthusiastic about it and or maybe more like personal shopping where you walk in and you've got somebody who's like okay let's go work some stuff out yeah that'd be i a think way that's going to go. gonna be the thing but then that's when we strike back and we buy up <laughs> all of the metro center and we just reopen things like index we don't sell oh. anything we just charge people 50 quid a pop to come into the mall and sit down with a slush puppy and Ooh. get told get told to leave. Stop hanging around.
1: <laughs> so we give them the youth <laughs> experience of the Metro Centre. Yeah, you've
0: got to light about a thousand cigarettes in each mall just to get that old 90s smile back in there.
1: <laughs> do we reopen Metroland?
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the, the theme the, park the, within we, the... We need to do wow. away with the TK Maxx and the, uh, the, the home store thing. Love it. Love TK Maxx. Love the home section. But it was a better cinema. Mm. Put the UCI back there nice. and make it the UCI. None of this Odeon crap. <laughs> and we'll just charge people like 100 quid a pop, maybe 200 quid a pop, 500 quid a pop. There you go. That might even be like a Quiznos in there, mate.
1: Ooh. Not seen uh, one of those in years. Got Popeye's in there instead of a Quiznos now. I had Popeye's this past weekend. It was from the one in, in the Metro Center? Yes. Good? Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I see why people died for that chicken sandwich <laughs> during lockdown. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, I see why people died for that sandwich.
1: Uh, anyway... Uh, Keep in mind, this store was a solid hour's drive from my house. Yes, it was. So thank you, Quincy. Thank you, uh, David from Quincy. Uh, My dad needed to be in on the ground floor of this new tech. So he bundled me and my brother into the car and off we went. The store had done it properly for this demo. It was after the store had officially closed for business for the day. So there was a huge spread of food and drinks. There's a giant projector set up, about 150 folding chairs, a real proper event. At the time, I was about 12 years old. This would have been around 93, 94. So the lights dim and the presentation starts. And there's all this talk of line resolution and color distillation. Sounds like your perfect night out. Oh, I love this shit. And other other things that my 12-year-old brain just could not care one (laughs) single jot about. So I whispered to my dad, I'm bored. Can I go poke around the store? And he says, fine. And off I go. <laughs> now, this store is massive. It was three full floors. The laser disc presentation was happening on the ground floor. The second floor was the shop dedicated specifically to audio equipment. And then there was this room at the far end dedicated exclusively to car stereo systems. Nice. This was back when detachable faces for really expensive car audio systems were all the rage. So this room had like a hundred of these car stereo faces now lining the walls now the you're room. talking. Talk about it. Dixons did, didn't they? They used to have a whole car stereo section. Mm, and I remember just, Dixons and Halfords Yeah, it. and sometimes Northern Electric would just have like a Ooh. random few hi-fis piled in the corner or something. I think if you're in a Northern Electric, if you are in the West Midlands, you think Lindine Micro. <laughs> Lindine <laughs> Micro. Uh, now, this store is massive, uh, as he has very uh, greatly described here. Um, and this, and because the room was closed off by a very heavy door, the car stereo room, I mm. assumed that the room was soundproof. This assumption was incorrect. <laughs> this, is a, <laughs> this is about to become painfully relevant. I ducked into the room and I started fiddling with some of the car stereo faces. A couple of them turned on and held a radio signal. So I began scanning the dial. I find Robert Palmer's addicted to love. I mess with the volume. I fiddle with the bass and the treble. I'm having a grand old time. Just singing <laughs> along and dancing like no one is watching. I turn on two or three more stereos. I set them to the same station as the first. And now Addicted to Love is blasting in this little room. Having the time of my life. Because again, I have assumed the room is soundproof. Ah, In my enjoyment, I did not notice that one of the walls in this room was all glass. And it's overlooking the laser disc presentation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be bad. Oh, so, I can already feel the pain starting inside.
1: I look up mid dance oh. and discover to my horror that everyone in the store can see and oh, hear me no. in this room. Oh, no, 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 no. The laser disc presentation has completely stopped. Everyone in this room How is. How could it not? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Robert Palmer had turned up. Everyone in the room <laughs> is, is terribly... staring. Always accompanied by addicted to love,
0: <laughs> <laughs> anywhere it goes. The so so there's
1: not even any speakers. It's just emanating from it somehow. Every <laughs> pause, out of his pores. he's become a speaker. <laughs> he's addicted to pause. <laughs> everyone in the room is staring up at me dancing around to Robert Palmer except one person my father who is so embarrassed he's holding his head in his hands refusing to look up hiding behind a stack of laser disc boxes (laughs) (laughs) the only thing I can hear over the music is my nine year old brother cackling with laughter as his idiot older brother gyrating like an absolute moron for all to see Gentlemen, when I tell you that was the quietest car ride home in the history of car rides, I swear that's not one word of a lie. Oh, man. Anyway, we were one of the few families that had a disc player and nice. every time we watched a movie of it, my father would hum addicted to love to himself <laughs> until the opening credits <laughs> rolled on the screen. DVDs came in about four years later and we never saw the Laser display player again. Thanks for all the content and smiles, <laughs> David from Quincy, Massachusetts. Oh, oh David, thank, thank you man. so much. David yeah, man! That was exceptional. Well done, David. Congratulations. Sorry
0: about the cringe, mate. Oh. Oh. Still, the thing with LaserDisc is it
1: costs a fucking bomb. They were expensive.
0: It cost a bomb. And then yeah, four years later, DVD's just like,
1: yeah, no, I'm here. <laughs> hello all well, that was, money you put so towards the laser so disc so were just
0: like you can pay £100 for a DVD player you can pay £120 for a PS2 with a DVD player
1: in it mm-hmm. and that was it and that was the end the of the laser, laser disc, disc was just dead so there was another me- there was another presentation at Circus City yeah <laughs> and, you want to put that basement still full of old laser discs though some of them are worth a mint idea of somewhere someone finding a bunch of old laser discs mm. that's a lovely idea uh, classic at cultaholic.com be like kind rewind but we, we
0: accidentally wipe the discs <laughs> <laughs> Bean- it's the exact same film it's just there's no
1: rewind you've got to like burn it you've got to use nero burner <laughs> like it's 2004 <laughs> again <laughs> take your turn please burn from the people of you be kind rewind uh we are in march the 18th 1996 for this week's cultaholic classic Nitro review number one movie in the uk is nixon Directed nice. by Oliver Stone. Uh, the story of uh, Nixon. Bit of, a, bit of a mentalist, but a phenomenal director. The mm, story of Nixon, who was a bit of a mentalist. <laughs> Number one movie. I thought you're gonna be a phenomenal prime. <laughs> yeah, a
0: prime minister. No.
1: Uh, number one movie in the US is The Birdcage. Nice. Oh, yeah, I love again. The Birdcage. Yeah. You to Yeah. You want to fill the people in at home about The Birdcage in case they missed last week? I made you short. Um. The, it's the it's the uh, the story of uh, a a very high up member of American government, uh, and her, s- her daughter wants to marry the guy the, the son of a nightclub. Owner, I, and, j- I
0: simply will not be having that.
1: And they simply will not be having that. It's a drag club and it's the controversy that comes from it. They have to pretend to be uh, a, a non-drag club owning family. Uh, obviously, it's a gay couple as well, so so hilarity ensues there. Because again, it's a it's a, a time where that sort of thing isn't looked upon properly. So they have to pretend it was, a, it was a
0: social and, issue film. It was a real, yeah. So,
1: yeah, and it's it's genuinely one of my favourite films of all time. It's a, it's a I'm film. I'm gonna have to watch it. It's brilliant. It's a film that we put on if it's been a rough day and we just need something just to make us feel yeah. better. We'll stick the birdcage on that's uh You're... it's amelie for me oh is nice. my
0: favorite film in the whole world that's because i could have film. the worst day ever and it just you just put it on you can't help but smile oh greatest the you, absolute we greatest. All need films
1: like that uh, and songs like that like mariah carey's one sweet day which is still Get number one fuck out of number one i told you i'm in hollywood next week i'm gonna find
0: where she lives <laughs> and i'm gonna write a strongly worded letter <laughs> I do, i'm not fucking kidding i'm not kidding in- like she's got to live in LA, right? They all do. All yeah. the celebrities. Well, oh, she just popped up back on. I saw an advert. She's oh, got to have at least two Christmas. houses there. So yeah, it's coming toward Christmas. She might be shipped off to New York. She comes out of her cave at Christmas. I heard Michael Bublé. <laughs> her and Boo oh Lair yeah, are they're going to take different uh, like, altering coasts. <laughs> yeah. And as they tour across the country, there's a big bit in the middle where they can't get too close, otherwise they'll fuse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Christmas is over. <laughs> and then Christmas is cancelled out a sheer shock. Uh, this week is Santa maneuvering the battle lines between them the entire way. <laughs> it's not
0: a good Christmas for
1: Nelson it just Mandela. It turns out
0: Mariah Carey and Michael Bublé are ancient pagan demons.
1: I think they are. I think they're like Benjamin Button Styles people, where they've got a photo of them you aging. You can't
0: fault Bublé, though, can you? Like he, he just found the lucky formula. Release an album at Christmas, everybody buys it for their ma.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he gets it, and he's not yeah. devi- deviating off the path. Yeah. I don't know him or, him or Kerry I don't blame him he's drunk <laughs> gold I blame Kerry my uncle Noddy made Merry Christmas everybody he needs to worry about Christmas again yeah he's sorted forever good old Noddy we need play, it's need time to play that song again what a joy we're allowed to legally play it now it's November uh, that's true actually it's
0: fucking Christmas soon guys and you better be in a Christmassy mood because if you're not I'm fucking coming for you <laughs> I swear to God <laughs> It's the one time of the year I'm
1: happy. <laughs> the in- it's the most one
0: time of the year I'm happy. It's the most intense festive cheer I've ever known. You get fucking happy about Christmas. I don't care if you like eggnog. I don't, but drink eggnog. Do it. <laughs> you? Cinnamon, everything. Put it in your spag bowl. Put it in your beans. Just You've got to inject Christmas into your life. Bing Crosby on the go all the time. <laughs> you know,
1: why not? Inject Christmas into you. Yeah. What's funny is on the raw review. But Jack, I don't I don't do shit with my house all year.
0: Like sometimes <laughs> for Halloween, but like Christmas. Yeah, it's fucking trees out, trees everything's up. up and if you if you don't take it seriously, you can cut out my house.
1: Did I tell you about the time when I put the Christmas tree up? No. During lockdown. Uh world was a bit shit. So I put the Christmas tree up early. Oh, I, I think you might. Have did it as a surprise. This. Yeah. For Alex. Um cuz she'd had a rough, we'd, had, we'd had a rough week and I was like I'm just going to put the tree up. So yeah. when you come home, the trees there. And she was like, oh, that's lovely. Oh, my God. She was very happy about it. But then, like, as the days went on, I just started looking at it and it's like very pensively. And then about four days in, four days after I put the tree up, she went, would you be upset (laughs) if we did it again? (laughs) I said, you did it fucking wrong. That's basic. Don't do things unless you do them right. <laughs> that was the kind of premise. And, and, and it's with nothing but love. And she said, the thing is, oh, it's making me anxious, the fact that this should be, can we just do it again? I said, yeah. yes, we can do it again. That's fine. And she's like, and bless her. She was like, I feel really bad. Like, I love that you did that. Yeah. But we've, We've just got to do it properly. <laughs> it's like, that's fine. We'll do it properly. It's one of
0: those things people get really particular about the tree. Yeah, it's very like, particular. I, I want a proper tree this year, but then I just I can't be fucked with the hassle of getting it out. <laughs> like, I can't. It's going to have to come in and go up two flights of stairs, which is fine. They're not that steep. Like, don't compare the last place I lived in. Fuck me. That would have been hell. <laughs> um, moving in and out certainly was. Uh, but the new place, it'll it's, be fairly easy enough to get one up, but then yeah. it's getting it down and disposing of it because I don't have like. Even though I live in the city, I don't have a big city bin anymore. I've got normal fucking bins, so I'd have to saw the bastard in half, and then it takes up a whole bin. And it's just like <laughs> it's. About- or I could leave it on the front lawn and let it rot and turn it into a bench. But I don't think my neighbours would be very happy about it. I'm sure they'd be fine with it. They're yeah. talking about It'd be fine. If I plant it and just pretend it's still alive. It can just stand there rotting all year, and I can say it's a problem with the groundwater. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I want you to set to your neighbours every morning. It's, it's a problem with the groundwater. But it's it's like Christmas with a cat, though, man. Like, how do you? You can't really have a big tree. Well, it you depends really... on the
1: cat. Like the first time we put the tree with Pablo, he kind of he nudged one of the bar one of the lower baubles and I just went. Ah, uh, fuck it. Yeah, you don't get that pleasure with Cooper or anything he can grab, he'll grab. Oh, is he just like why? He
0: will just straight on the tree, he will tear it down. <laughs> Yay! So it's gonna have new to be thing. it's gonna have to be like on a big base and then tied in wherever it's tied <laughs> so that when he goes leaning on it, it's only
1: gonna be able to go one way. Oh, so like oh, Christ.
0: <laughs>
1: Exciting new shit. thing. Little shit. Aye, they all are, aren't they? Nelson Mandela. Anyway, yeah, what's he doing? Uh, him and his wife Winnie are getting divorced this week. Uh, they've been separated since ninety two because Winnie had an affair. Winnie, what you like? Yeah. Isn't it funny? How we always assumed that it was Nelson in the wrong. It was Winnie that had the affair? While Nelson was... and Winnie, what you like? Yeah, just they were not happy, not happy at all. Winnie was approached for comment and said, "Oh bother." Um, that's a joke. There, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Citizens of the UK were rocked by the news that humans were indeed susceptible to mad cow disease. Oh, a God. brain condition caused by eating infected meat. Do you remember this I mean you oh, must, yeah. Yeah.
0: Christ. Yeah. Cause it was this then, foot and mouth disease, wasn't it? i mm. I'll never forget because we lived rural. Foot and mouth was a bad time to live rural. Yeah. You were, like imagine. checkpoints, like you, there were just piles of burning like animal carcasses. It was <sighs> mental. Just like stacked up in the middle of a field. And it's like, what the, what? <laughs> I'm like, what, like eight? Just like, this is
1: ominous. Um, but yeah, like mad cow disease. Fuck. Ruined, the, uh, ruined the, the agricultural business in the UK for years. That's why I don't eat Danish bacon. Peter Schmeichel sold me it. <laughs> Well, he, just him he,
0: personally. He went, look, I know Hello, that it's, Sam. I know that it's, you like it's not cow bacon? at all, but what you should have is
1: Danish bacon. Peter Schmeichel cuts it off his own arms.
0: Yeah, while wearing like, his goalie like... gloves.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're specially layered, to which are little...
0: made of Danish bacon.
1: <laughs> it's how they're so tough and they've got a nice crispy crunch to them when he bats the ball away. <laughs> and when, you know, sometimes when he's, when they're playing and the game is very much at the end of the field, nice little snacks for him. People used to think he was go just passionate because he'd do all that clapping his hands together stuff and, you know, getting really mm. hyped.
0: He was just making bacon bits to have a little snack on there the next time he went down. He's having a little snack. Yeah, he's just make a little pile of them along the line. And then when he saves the goal, oh, cheeky treat for yeah, Peter.
1: Yeah, cheeky yeah. Hashtag cheeky treat for Peter. <laughs> oh, no. And he sometimes, like when his team would lose, you'd look, he'd bury his head in his hands and go, oh, no, I can't oh, believe me, love.
0: can't believe. And nom, then he'd nom, just nom, not nom, have nom, any nom, gloves nom, on nom, when nom, he turned around. Nom, <laughs>
1: just suck them up like spaghetti. He just breathes the bacon <laughs> in. It's just slapped <laughs> to the inside <laughs> of
0: his lungs. It's just like... Lovely! Shame we lost! It's like you've watched Florida Man on Channel 5. Like, the all <laughs> gas, no breaks. So he's a Florida Man 2. There's a guy who's just, like, smoking joints. Uh, but he keeps eating the roach. But he, like, he does it the way you literally just did it. So you'll, he'll, he'll like, take the last couple off. And then he just kind of goes... And it just goes down his throat, still lit, and he just swallows it. And it's just like, ah, oh, gross. Be grim. He does it, like, I think he sits there to prove that he can do loads. And he does about 11 in a row. As he's just, just casually like, oh, so yeah, what i do is this. As his throat's just getting more and more hammered.
1: What a nasty piece of man. I've if he'd like just it. done it with bacon, he would've been fucking... <laughs> Peter Schmeichel has proven. Yeah, he's the smoky bacon nightmare, Peter <laughs> Schmeichel. <laughs> uh, this week's Classic Nitro review is titled Hulk's Stroke is Becoming a Joke. Uh, the original main event for Uncensored... Yes. Uh, was going to be Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Kevin Sullivan, and Leg Luger in a two ring cage match. Yeah. Hogan has gone, no, brother. It needs to be bigger. Bigger. Yeah. Because more is more.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the Ingwim Armstein thing, right? When he sat there with like the, the five Rolexes on and his, <laughs> his roll-neck sweater with his old strat, uh, his like cream strat with all the scallop frets. And he's just like, how can uh, do people always say that less is more? And then he literally shreds like a load of neoclassical shit as fast as he can. And he's like, how can that be when more is more? And then shreds again. <laughs> That's exactly how the meeting went. With and Hogan. it's just like, ingwe you pretty much summed up quite a lot of the 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 general entertainment business there. But
1: yeah, wrestling in particular loves <laughs> oh, a bit of more is more. They do. And Hogan loved the more is more here. He wanted a Savage in the match with him as well. <laughs> and therefore, it had, couldn't be one on four. It had to be two on eight. Yeah. And, and double the amount of cages. Look, fuck quickly. you. You want to boo Hulk Hogan Kiss goodbye to anybody that you might like. Yeah, because we're going to beat like, them all up. Like the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> so it's going to be Ric Flair. It's going to be Arn Anderson. It's going to be Kevin Sullivan. It's going to be Leg Luger and a few more people. Which few? We'll see a few of them a bit later on. Let's talk about one of them right now, actually. Brian Pillman is in the news this week. He is done with ECW. There was a dispute between him and Paul Heyman. It was over... all
0: work anyways coming back to WCW. Well,
1: it's funny Look, you say that. it's
0: contracted. It's fine. He said he'd do it. We know he's coming back. He
1: he, he officially quit ECW, though, after a disagreement on the phone with Paul Heyman and Steve Carell. Not that one from the office. Uh, They disagreed regarding payment for the production of a commercial for (laughs) Pillman's 900 line. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's always money, isn't it? Weird that. (laughs) Uh, because Pillman said uh, part of the agreement was that for him to go to ECW was that they would fund the commercial for his ECW would number. fund his fucking nine hundred yeah. number. But instead, Paul Heyman just sent him, sent like, him an invoice. You know,
0: but in what world? Yeah, in what world are ECW gonna fucking? I know that they're probably in on it a little deeper than Bischoff is, but fuck me, mm-hmm. like they they can't pay talent, man. They're not paying for a fucking nine hundred number, and they weren't because Pillman <laughs> Pillman. You was... have more money than that promotion. <laughs> at this stage in your career.
1: Because <laughs> Pillman got an invoice for $7,600. Oh, oh, and he went, hey, I'm you, not paying that. You'd think, you'd think Turner would have wanted to have controlled that anyway.
0: Hmm, you'd have thought so. Yeah, like they, they'd have just gone, there you go. There's a number you can use. We'll staff it.
1: And you just got to be here. But again, f- they're playing this, this so this close calls. to the to the car. They're playing their card so close that yeah. there's they don't want to involve too many other people in it. So they're, they're, they're freewheeling it a little bit. But Pillman is back into the fold. Uh, Who behind the scenes was the loudest voice in getting Brian Pillman to return to WCW? Who do you think that was? Uh, Part of me wants to say Savage. It was not Randy
0: Savage. Was it not? No.
1: Who was it? Hulk Hogan. And I'll tell you for why. Hulk Hogan heard the reaction that Brian Pillman got from the crowd last week and has seen the conversation online. If I beat him, they'll cheer me harder. Yes. Hogan ordered Pillman to return to WCW immediately to get involved with the storyline he was in. And I read about this in the Brian Pillman book Aww. and Hogan was talking to Kevin Sullivan and Eric Bischoff and saying, yeah, I want to work with this young dude, brother, brother, Pillman, brother, like I like his style. Like Pillman's the most talked about guy in the industry. So all Hogan, Hogan, like he just wants to suck the life force yeah. from Pillman. I mean, he doesn't want to work with Pillman. sort of like the aging Hollywood star, right? In the, yeah.
0: the, the 50s when they're, they're just too, they're, they're around just a bit too early for the first golden age. It's like, I used to be a star and then the talk." Tour- he's came along and ruined it all and it's it sort of he's entering that phase of his career mm-hmm. little does he know it's going to take the one thing he would never do to to get to the point where he's more popular than ever but he's gonna get
1: there eventually just let him keep being hogan for now mm-hmm. just christ from The Observer, since Hogan's frequent changing of the booking winds up frustrating everyone, combined it with... No, f- really? Yeah, I know, right? He's just fucking changing shit on the fly, pisses people off. Wow. Who would have thunk it? Combined with the fact that the Saturday WCW Saturday Night shows, where he is rarely on, are actually doing really good numbers, people are saying... Because they show Hogan adverts. People are saying, ah, where's Hogan? Is that what it is? Where's Hogan? <laughs> but this is leading people to go... Do we need Hogan? Yeah, we do. That's why we're talking about him. Where is he? Bring him out.
0: That's naturally the only thing you can read from that, right? Those shows would be doing even bigger
1: numbers if Terry could be bothered to go. But he can't. So just be thankful that you get him on Nitro. (laughs) Uh, Hogan and Savage have both said, look, let us do what we're doing, brother. It's doing fine. Oh, but by the way, Bischoff, I don't think bringing Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in is such a good idea. This week, apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, The Observer, they've been trying to talk Bischoff out of signing Hall and Nash, saying that uh, it doesn't quant- it, they, don't, they don't quantify for the money that look we all up. know the real reason here and it takes one to fucking know one little does he, <laughs> yeah. little does he know they're going to
0: become very good friends because they are so very well aligned mm. uh, in terms of their career motivations but uh yeah it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that he's like no fuck them off give me the money mm. fuck them off give me the featured spot fuck them off get these guys in instead
1: those are the nasty boys terry we've just fired <laughs> them don't worry about it bring them back in <laughs> i'll put them over in the main event brother 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 <laughs> Where there's friends, there's wealth. But when there's wealth, there's friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a lot of question marks over uh, Hogan and Savage's situation backstage. They're Obviously, they're not going anywhere. No. They're I here mean, for, well, the, yeah, for they, the duration. They're going to be tied down to some pretty fat stacks of cash. Mm-hmm. And they don't want anyone else
0: fat stacking no, the cash with This is with the 90s. Them. This is the last great era of just greed and fas- fat <laughs> stacks of cash. Like, I want this. It costs this much money. That's it. I miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna go see Vince. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna tell him on your On
0: you. Yeah. And then Vince would welcome him back with open arms, despite calling him an old man. It would have been so good. Oh, it would have oh. been.
1: It could have. There's a timeline where that happens. Think about that. No WCWNWO thing would be interesting. Mm. Mm. And what then how Hogan shapes the new generation. Hogan and Shawn Michaels. I'll tell you how he shapes six. them. Right to the size of his, you know,
0: <laughs> big size twelve boot Heck brother.
1: <laughs> They'll get
0: right under that. And that's exactly where they need to
1: be. <laughs> I'm going to put this young uppercumber. Shawn Brett Michaels Hart, over. Long get out. out. I'm not. Yeah, Shawn. Go WCW, around. son. <laughs> yeah they'd go wouldn't they Sean wouldn't stick around and put up with Hogan's bullshit no I don't think so what would be a main event in WWF 96 at a Hogan's watch would it be Hogan and Vader uh nah although there's easy history there it'd have to be somebody
0: younger it'd have to be initially he would run through everybody so it'd be Sean Mm. Brett anybody he can run through I reckon they'd want to get Sid back in the mix Hogan Sid yeah, some of ninety six because it's yeah they can just kind of call back to very recent happenings mm-hmm. with the squeegee. Obviously, Lex would have done
1: so much better in WWE, of course, as he did initially <laughs> with Hogan. There, yeah, <laughs> it would have been interesting. That's that's an interesting like what if storyline. I like that. Uh, let's go to Monday Night Show for March the eighteenth, nineteen ninety six title sequence, and oh my god. Loch Ness and the Giant are fighting. Haystacks is getting the
0: shit beaten out of him as he can barely stand by the giant.
1: He is getting The show
0: just cuts straight in to giant beating the shit out of him on the ramp. It's
1: <laughs> just battering yeah, him,
0: isn't he? Just absolutely leathering him. And then Lex Luger's music hits, because it was supposed to be Lex versus Haystacks, I believe. Yes. Uh oh, sorry, Loch Ness. Uh and Lex just comes out and poses for a bit. Gives his belts to a stage hand, does a couple more flexes, goes to the ring. Yeah,
1: it was such it was like a weird painting, like like an art installation. <laughs> the one solid shot on the camera of of giant mashing the attack button. Yeah. On giant stacks uh, We've frozen. Uh, we have frozen. Uh, as Leg Luger makes his entrance, we we'd... complete with fireworks, <laughs> not acknowledging what's going on there with the fucking monsters. I just walk straight past.
0: We got to sort the screen.
1: Oh, we've frozen again. Yeah. Oh, look, at, that's exactly what happened to Leg Luger.
0: There you go. Back. I don't that's know when one... we froze, but we're back now. We're back Jesus now. Is it when
1: I thumped the, tea, the, the table. I have no idea.
0: Ah. It just seems to be whenever ah. it feels like
1: hit the dick. Um, I thought this was a fantastic start tonight show, despite the fact that it was our boy Giant Haystacks getting don't a clattering. Don't call him our boy. He's, our, um, he's not our May. boy.
0: He's our boy. He's not our boy. He's 100% our boy. He didn't embrace Bovril, and look where he's gone. <laughs> Straight into the Dungeon of Doom. Straight into a shit tier story.
1: <laughs> getting slapped about by, the giant. Th- slapped th- about by the giant. Getting slapped about by the giant. he's our boy. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Ness. I'm rooting for Lockluga. He should have embraced <laughs> Bob Rull.
0: No, I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where they, they really mustn't have known what they were getting. There's, there, there's, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just, it's fucking bizarre just seeing such a one-sided beatdown of such a guy they've really made to be a physical threat as best they could obviously it's been quite slow matches but it's all about him using his size and and getting that burst energy speed but he's just getting leathered yeah he's probably got attacked from behind and jimmy hart's jumping around you know squeaking but
1: see this is where i'm confused and i don't know whether you can help fill in a gap for me whether i miss something here doesn't jimmy manage lock luger (laughs) Uh, I believe that
0: they address it on this show by saying that the Dungeon of Doom is basically imploded.
1: Right. Okay. So Jimmy Hart has. I missed that
0: part. Interests in like Luger. He's got interests in Loch Ness and Giant, but more so in Giant. It's it's weird. It's it's just right. really strange. But he's sort of in and around the whole Flair thing, and uh, so it's they they're kind of just merging a load of shit stories together. Sticking mm. some scotch tape around it and going, there you go. <laughs> There's your offer in for Uncensored, everybody. chat <laughs> We'll stick it in a cage. <laughs> Not just one, but three cages. Oh, it's like that Bruce Lee movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Except it stars Hulk Hogan. The ref calls for the bell to start the match as Lex Luger's in the ring. It is a TV title match between Lex Luger and Loch Ness. Uh, the ref counts to 10 and giant is giant haystacks is counted out
0: and lex luger gloats and gloats and gloats some more goes to commentary gloats some more
1: little pop for him yeah. as he's celebrating the shortest title defense in WCW history <laughs> <laughs> i i've been super tough on luger i don't i've i've called him out on many occasions saying i don't think he gets he's this he's perfect here this is bang yeah. this is bang on this I is just, what they should no have just issue. been doing the
0: whole time. Have him look that good, but don't have him wrestle at all. Yeah. Just have him as far away from it as he can put himself, but just have him still soak
1: in the victory. Yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderfully <laughs> done. Uh, the crowd cheer and chant Luger because, like, obviously you could it was fucking hilarious. Bischoff says we've got a standby match after the break, except we haven't. We've got a standby promo. Yes. <laughs> uh, fireworks and Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. For a Rampway interview, not with Mean Gene Oakland. No, with baby Shivani. Do you know where Mean Gene is tonight? He's home with the flu. He's got the flu. Yeah. So the story here is uh, that Mean Gene went into the water that wasn't hot. <laughs> Did Mean Gene not listen? If only Did he ha- not listen? not hot, I told you. <laughs> Fucking idiot. So Gene put a thing on the hotline this week that said, Brian Pillman claims that he's had throat surgery this week and he's a liar. He hasn't. To which Brian Pillman went, yeah, I have. Here's my doctor's note, you fucking liar. I want compensation for you telling lies about me. Oh. Mean Gene, on the night where Brian Pillman was set to return and be a bigger part of an angle. Ooh, conspicuously missed. Oh, <laughs> I'm off this week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> i not saying he didn't have the flu, but... When no. he called in, you could just hear the pool
0: and, and you know, just the, the the sound of glass has just been placed <laughs> down next to him. And, yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm very... Put that cigarette out! <laughs> Sorry, I'm going Everyone knows when you are phone in sick, you lie on the bed, you turn your head upside down and you f- make the phone call with your head upside down because it sounds like your nose is bunged up. Everybody knows Well,
0: you just that. have a permanently bunged up nose like me. Well, you do it that yeah. way as
1: well. Have you, have you ever had to throw a sickie in at work? Yeah, mate, come on, of course. Nah, I'm just
0: joking. Never here, because no. uh, I, you know, it, it's, it's... I quite like own, it here. It's my own company, and yeah. I, I like spending my time here. But yeah, I've, I've, I've pulled sickies before. You just ring in, and you kind of, yeah, as you said, you got to you got to hunch yourself up a bit so that you sound a little bit more like you blocked up, and then mm. you just got to give it your best Oscar-worthy performance. You can't go too hard, though. You can't over-egg it because, you know, any number of things could happen, especially mm. on one of those days where you kind of got to get out of work but then go into town. Yeah. And it's super sneaky.
1: And you've got to be like, fuck, that uh, was avoid risky. anywhere that people are going to be. <laughs> that was a risky one. That was Because yeah. I, I, I had to do a similar, another job where I had to phone in sick because I had an interview for somewhere
0: else. Oh, the
1: classic. The yes. classic, is it? The classic. And I think the place I'm interviewing in is only about half a mile up the road. So I've got to be, I had a taxi that just pulled me up right outside the building, yeah. straight, straight in, in, straight out, back again, got the job. Next week went, yeah, I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> that happened. That happened. I, as I say, I've never done that here. If I had, I certainly would admit it in front of a shareholder. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> out on <Yes. under> <laughs> 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 But I definitely haven't because I quite enjoy being here. <laughs> if anything, I get, if anything, there's been a few occasions where Adam has said, just stop working. Just go home. Go home, you're go ill. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> I can still write with this hand, the other one's fallen off. <laughs> I seem to be having a stroke, but it's all right for now. It's, yeah, just, <laughs> I think I've got over the worst of it, so yeah. I'll, just, I'll put this news video together and it'll be fine. Um, so Shivani's there replacing Gene, and Tony's great. Yeah. Tony's effortless. He He's doesn't cool. have to do anything. He's got Hogan and Savage there. Uh, Hogan talks about how the place is on fire with Matromania and Hulkamania he's delighted that he and Savage now have the upper hand in the momentum against the horse dungeon but... mainly because it's one of the only ways he gets cheered Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan tells Savage to call him from now on the dirtiest player in the game this is where we're starting to find out uh, what this dun- this this doomsday cage match is Yes. because I mean, they're not they massively they specific don't, well, they don't clarify very much do they no uh we have Savage saying there's a fine line between hate and love which i think was which i think was him discussing his his current relationship with Hogan mm. uh and then talks about the Texas Tornado tag match that they're in later on going off quote nitroglycerin style in a little while Hogan says there's no titles on the line and no stupid titles on the line in the uncensored cage match, uh, and uh, they say they'll go through the baddies, quote, one cage at a time. It's not over till it's over, but tonight for you guys, it's over," says Savage.
0: So it still sounds like it's three cages next to each other with people going through them. It still they, sounds. They don't like really that. like. <laughs> kind of clarify what it's the type of thing you'd think they'd want to really be showing
1: with a match
0: like showing an image of it you want to see it you want to be like look at how ridiculous this is
1: Mm, i don't get why they're not i i mean i kind of get why they're not because because in the last few days or maybe even a few hours the the whole match has changed anyway yeah but they have been very vague as to what a Doomsday Cage match is. Like, yeah. You don't know what it is. It,
0: well, really. I guess, you know, the vaguer you are, the the better it is. Because then if anything
1: goes wrong in the setup, you can change something on the fly and mm. nobody knows the difference. Yeah. So. The more perverted interest you can have in people coming in. Yeah. What you are gonna do when Macho and the Hulkster? Run wild on you, brother, brother, brother. Hot dogging and grandstanding. And we cut a to a break. This isn't any predictable wrestling. This is WCW, where the big boys play. Yeah, so was like my that. reaction to it as well. A big yawn. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? We're like eight minutes, nine minutes into Nitro this week, and I feel like just they've gone.
0: A big part of it is that anything can happen, and I did enjoy that they weren't afraid to bring out a main eventer uh, f- like quite early in the show to to do the stuff on the ramp, even if it did sort of kill some buzz but it's, it's very frenetic, it's very frantic, it started in a very WCW way, it's just not necessarily a great way to start a show looking
1: back at it, no. Thankfully, these four kick it into touch yeah. quite nicely. Uh, it's the Public Enemy versus the Steiner Brothers. Public Enemy's theme's been dubbed over on the network. Yes. Um, one of two things that are removed from the network version of this episode of Nitro. We'll get to the other one a bit later on. <laughs> Woo! Um, but its I've looked it up online, and it's a Jimmy Hart classic. It's a copyright-free remake of what I believe is Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Yeah, yeah, it quite sounds like possibly. that. Possibly. You'll know if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, it's the same because that version is quite nice. Uh, you're not going to get a textbook classic. Put down your notebooks and your pencils. And so we're told on commentary. The
0: first thing they do is go grab a table.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing they do is an arm drag. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know who to believe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so the table is placed a little bit later on. We'll pop, you know, the same way that, you know, you're... You you pop a pen behind your ear for later. Mm. Uh, Scott Steiner, right? Does he not look like a fucking superstar? Yeah, he does. I think he's great, but he doesn't look anywhere near as much
0: as he should look. Which is, you know, actual superstar Billy Graham, Scott Steiner. <laughs> which is what we want. We want he's Big Popper Pump. by best, now. I'm not waiting another year and a half for this shit.
1: <laughs> I want Big Popper <laughs> Pump. Give me Big Popper Pump. Give me Pump in my garden. Give me the
0: awkward phase Rick, where he's just kind of barking on his own in his leather jacket. But give me Big Popper Pump.
1: That's the best one in it, that yeah. Rest Especially when he's got when he's got um, Buff Bagwell in tow as his little bitch. I was good. Th- I thought you say I like when he was when he brought a tiger to the ring that
0: time. Yeah, he apparently did that because yeah. people he just asked for it and people were afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, by the end, by the end, Scott Scott, uh, Scott Starner has considerable political throw backstage at WCW. But yeah, like got to a point where he was known for occasionally. Being not like outbursty, but like outbursty, outbursty. And from time to time, I've read that he'd maybe been a little bit kind of demanding of certain things.
1: And so when he asked for a tiger, it was like, oh, get him a tiger. Get this man a tiger immediately before he kicks off and I like at this point where like everyone's going like Hogan's like Hogan's like I want a feud with Pillman oh fine I'm sick of all the backstage creative like some years later I want a tiger yes whatever you say Scott <laughs> bring back Hogan what is it with Pillman uh, Steiner superstar tilter world side slam early on looks lovely Scott and Rocco Hit uh, a stalemate, so they tag to Rick and Johnny Grunge for some beefy strike action. Uh, the Steiner's Clear House with lariat, and clotheslines, and they do that dog pose in the center of the ring that they come to, we come to know and love, where, yeah. where Rick goes under Scott's legs and... and then
0: does a bit of a bark, and then Scott rides on his back around the ring and they pretend he's a horsey,
1: <laughs> and they go all the way to the back and they yeah. eat dog business, and then they together. come
0: back out dressed as a horse and cowboy. <laughs>
1: But weirdly, <laughs> Scott on top is the horse, yeah. and Rick is the cowboy. Yeah, it's it's,
0: a, it's like fucking with your head, you know. Yeah, I didn't like it this years year. Yeah, ahead of it. <laughs> they, they Matt of Hardy it. stole everything from the Steiners. Obviously, they were ahead of their time. <laughs> they came They came around. Going, he had the freak universe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he rode Rick Steiner around the ring, saying, "Soon you'll have to pay nine dollars to be verified," and everyone, went, "What does that even mean?"
0: <laughs> I don't even. Where do you sit on that? um the windpipe i think it's just like i i I don't know you know if it it fucking gets rid of bot accounts i'll pay it i don't really (laughs) really like i it's 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 social media at the end of the day it's all the same it's like a it's a nice coffee one less nice coffee i don't know i i probably won't pay it but i just just, yeah
1: quite like having a tick though
0: yeah but it's it's one of those things where i guess everything becomes a subscription service right yeah so is it valuable it's mm. valuable. It's a good tool, but is it worth it? Could, would you rather have Audible?
1: And also... I think I'd rather have Audible. Yeah, I suppose. It's about the same price. That's a good shout, actually. <laughs> and also, it means that when you can pay for the blue tick, like you're going to have just nutters getting a blue tick. It's not going to mean anything anymore.
0: No, but it means it's you, and that's the most important thing. Mm. I think, it, fuck the idea of it meaning you're a somebody. Just, it, it should that, just mean it's you. That's definitely me. Yeah. So no like, one can pretend and that's it. it and when me. there's a fake account, it, well, it's not you. Because mm. you've already sent your ID, you've been verified. But then you've got to send your ID to Mr.
1: Mysterious Billionaire. Mm. The man who wants to stick brain chips in everybody. That's very true. Mm. I'm not in the mood for brain chips. I'll have mashed potato <laughs> instead. Uh, public enemy take the lead uh, with grunge landing a bulldog onto a kid's chair outside the ring. It reminded me of the chairs that I had in school. <laughs> oh, the hard molded plastic blue boys, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And this chair, <laughs> this chair is star- is, ma- is man of the night. I'll be, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's, this makes a reappearance multiple times. Multiple this chair times. does. Uh, Rocco Rock lands a moonsault. Uh, goes for something else off the top, but bulldog. But, but Rick Steiner catches him with a power slam. Not a bulldog. Catches him with a power slam in midair, which I thought looked great. Yeah.
0: Lovely little bit.
1: Ta- Explosive
0: power, man. But, Steiner's. Oh, I
1: know. But then Steiner fucking wins the day with this fucking T-bone drop suplex. What do you call that? I have no idea. It just looks brutal. It looks amazing. It looks brutal. <laughs> it was the T-bone position. Yeah. didn't have the explode part.
0: No, no. It just looked like that hurt like fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It was a bit like, you know, right back shell shocks. Yeah. It was a bit like that, <clears throat> but off the top rope, and you just mm. fall back. So he didn't really throw him over. Yeah, he just, yeah, just kind of went. down. we both go. Uh, Rocco Rock shocks Steiner and all of us with a fucking lion salt for an earful. Fuck me. <laughs> Commentators admit, yeah, we got this wrong when we said, don't put put your pens and pencils away. This is, this is fucking wrestling. That's great. And I should know, I booked the fucking show. <laughs> yeah, but, I didn't tell them to do this. This is my night, baby. <laughs> Uh, Rick gets laid out on the table from earlier. Remember him. Yeah. Uh, however, he's saved from ob- oblivion by Scott. Pulls him away. What a strong table. Very strong table. Because yeah. Rick's not a, a light boy. No, he's all muscle. Mm. But uh, not. unfortunately, it wasn't enough to maintain as Rocker Rock lands th- th- through it. And uh, then they drag Johnny Grunge into the ring. Steiner, double bulldog for the win. Mate, what a fucking belter. Yeah. It, this is thing is like,
0: it, it's just it's a hot mess most of the time but Mm. between all the bullshit WCW is entertaining yes largely there's a lot of fucking bullshit to wade through though I mean we had like a 12 week run of just the same episode of Nitro it felt but once you kind of get on the other end of it you get that new injection of talent it's pretty good Mm, great, great work mm. uh,
1: The Booty Man's theme hits for the very first time The Butthole
0: Buddy, Tom He's the only one retaining his branding
1: <laughs> As I thought he was the only one hurting the show <laughs> the butthole, what you, Thoughts on the Butthole Buddy's music I just, I, I want him gone Who the fuck <laughs> thought this was a good idea? It's just, he's. You know it's when Sam's fucking, annoyed, it's, he's not even going to humour me. It's this quite way.
0: <laughs> fucking clearly Brutus Beefcake, and I know you can't use <laughs> Brutus Beefcake for some reason, even though he was Brutus Beefcake before he was Brutus Beefcake. I think, um, but you can't do the barber stick. I get it, but you, the the booty man. Still, I. Uh, this has been what three weeks now. The the fucking booty man. Is it because it sounds like Brutus?
1: But if a child says it,
0: kind of booty, booty, maybe.
1: Either way, you... what the fuck? Yeah, I'll agree to be the booty man. So what? <laughs> what's the? I can't find any anybody that explains the the theory behind this. So the booty man gimmick, from what I could gather from this week's entrance, which
0: gave a little bit more background on him, is that he kind of likes to party and dance and rave a little bit, mm. but doing so, looking like a guy that your dad would hire to like retile the roof. <laughs> I. It's, if you put a work belt around him and like a vest and took off the ripped uh, ripped like trunks and put
1: him in just ripped jeans he would look like he was going to try and overcharge you for a roof so basically he's the guy that turns up to the social club's disco night
0: yeah he, that's what that's his gimmick should have been that should have been the booty man
1: he's just a dodgy like cowboy builder the roofie man yeah that's, that's a completely
0: different one. Oh yeah, I that suppose it is. Probably wouldn't it?
1: fly. Yeah, let's not do the roof. Not of this, even not. in the nineties. The Tiley Man.
0: The tiley man. <laughs> the tiley
1: man. Instead of strutting and cutting, you've got Mylin and Tiling. Yeah. Mylin. And... I don't know what myelin is, but yeah. But he does the strutting and cutting. Obviously, we can't cut though. Yeah. But he does the little dance as he fights. He Arn he's has his fingers taped together. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He keeps trying, <laughs> but as long as I tape the ends of his fingers together, he can only kind
1: of do this. Big red X's over his hands. <laughs> stop looking. Stop looking. Uh, he is facing Arn Anderson this week, uh, and he dominates Arn Anderson. Well, he needs a good showing.
0: That's the thing, because like it's quite transparent. If you're a casual fan, you don't mm. know who the fuck he is, then fine. right? It's a good thing for that, simply because, hey, he's had a dominant performance against Arn Anderson. Mm. Second, If you know who he is, if you're kind of like us going, fucking booty man, what? Mm -hmm. He's still getting in there and beating Arne Anderson. So it's inflaming your anger (laughs) to tune in and watch him eventually get the shit pasted out of him. But at the same time, it's kind of giving you the little visual refresher of, right, same guy, different character, and he's strong now. Look at what he can do against Arne.
1: They talk about how he worked undercover for the Dungeon of Doom, and he helped bring them down. I, well, of course he did. Who God. else was going to help bring him down? Sullivan by actually bringing him down? I was. This is it. Because that's my question.
0: Sullivan isn't How? friends with Hogan. He might wear the same colours, but he got his inspiration <laughs> from McDonald's, I'll have you know. <laughs> Hogan got his from the, the, the Florida morning sunrise. Red, white, and blue, brother. <laughs> yeah.
1: If that's what the sunrise looks no, like. No, red and yellow, but
0: <laughs> as well as the red, white, and blue.
1: You know? <laughs> Hogan looks out across the sun, the sunrise in, in Florida. He's like, mm, "Those are my colours, brother." <laughs> uh, a, a hopeful sunrise because red sky in the morning. Who are we fucking shepherds? It was a
0: hundred percent. It was a hundred percent McDonald's. It had to be.
1: <laughs> People like that. And it's red and yellow. Yeah, there's something about those particular <laughs> marketing colour scheme. But seriously, how how did Booty Man bring down the Dungeon of Doom from I within? Guess, I guess. To, to patch the, the very
0: loose, very holy plot together for the Dungeon <laughs> of Doom, the Zodiac was a character who could only communicate in yes and no or random warbling sometimes when it was like a former friend in danger. If it wasn't that, then he'd just kind of stand around. So he's somebody who just gets to kind of be in the background and whenever they talk to him, he just kind of goes, yes, no, no, yes, no. <laughs> And he can pretend to be, I guess, crazy or something, to be stuck as like a fly on the wall. But he's been risking life and limb in doing that, brother. And he deserves the $5 million a year he's going to get. So he's been meeting Hogan in like back Give him Alice. his $5 million, I, Eric. All oh, oh
1: right, here it is. There you go, $5 million.
0: Well, he's been meeting Terry, but like, yeah, in a
1: big limo that's paid for by Ted Turner. And they've been meeting, he's been there going, okay, right, here I am. Right, I'll take some makeup off. Right. How's it going, brother? Yeah, yeah, so I've got some intel. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Hey, thanks for doing this. You've spent two years undercover. <laughs> I, th- I appreciate I appreciate you doing task. this. Like, you haven't spoke to your friends and family. Uh, I can't you, come yeah, back, Terry. Yeah. I'm an institutional man now. Oh, God, is he Keith the Sutherland in Scum? I need <laughs> to
0: return to the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> and then he just
1: walks out. Oh, I like it. That's, 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 that's Scum, isn't it? That's the film Scum. And then he goes, no, nah, not really. Where's that money at? <laughs> <laughs> But what's the intel, though, uh, Bruteye? Oh, okay, right. Okay, I've done some digging. Right, what you need to do, right? Give him a big boot and a leg drop. (laughs) It's just like, what's the new intel?
0: Well, you're never going to believe this.
1: Yeah, Yeah, go on, go on. They're hiring.
0: Right. Who are they hiring? Lock fucking this. Oh, shit,
1: shit, 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 shit. How are you going to defeat him? What I'm going to do is... I don't know how you're going to do it, Terry. He's like 600 pounds. What I'll do is I'm going to sit on that information and act surprised when it happens. Right, okay. And then um, I, I guess I won't do any... I, th- I guess wait. if you
0: promptly request to never have to work with the guy in yeah. any sort of extended capacity, then you're going to be grand. But just thought I'd give you that heads up there. Yeah, I also, appreciate Sullivan it. Also, Sullivan is getting more red and yellow like gear made. Oh, I know that's a bit shit. of an issue with you. Shit! Um, but there's, there's not really a lot we can do. The dungeon don't have an HR department, and if oh. I did complain, they'd, they'd probably trace it back to me. Um can you not so change your name on the form? I mean I could, but we'd have to come up with an alias. Dodiac. No, I've got I've got a better idea, mate. Justice Anthony. No, no, no. Okay. The booty man. Alright, okay. Talk me through it. I just fucking I love partying. You love partying raving and I, I I'm just all about shaking
1: that booty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Cause when you think about dancing you do think about shaking your boss. You particularly think about strutting
0: and or cutting.
1: Yeah, but we can't cut. We can't
0: cut, so we can do strutting and strutting. Yeah. I've thought about rooftop? No, we won't do that again. No, no, no. We, we can't do that. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that gimmick.
1: <laughs> but booty man. Food. with a bit of a side business I do have going. So. Yeah, that's fine. We don't yeah. want to let HMRC know what the crack is. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you write booty man on the... F- so are we saying that you write booty man on the form? Yeah. For complaints? Well, that's who I am now. Okay, I'll and just
0: pretend I've come out of this mania or something.
1: Don't say mania near Vin- uh, without Vince, man. Okay, sorry. Re- uh, we have to call it Starcade now. No, you, I've do done you. that. F- I did that four times in the week. You, you, were <laughs> to, you, you were talking to him last week. Shh, no, it wasn't. It you was, were. That wasn't, that wasn't. That wasn't Vince. Wasn't Vince? I saw you in that fancy what? restaurant, that Denny's. No, that wasn't me in the Denny's. <laughs> I didn't even order a grand sandwich. Vince McMahon in a fucking <laughs> Denny's. Oh Christ! <laughs> was talking to somebody about it was that was it it was uh, the lovely desert island grabs with Leon yeah. Slater. He's off to America for the first time next mm. week, and uh, I said, "What are you looking for is oh, the food. I can't wait to go to Denny's. Yeah. I can't wait to go to Wendy's." And I said, "It's funny because like it's everything is is it's different." Over here, it's yeah. the it's the equivalent. Us getting excited about going to Denny's yeah. is the equivalent of somebody coming over here and going, oh, get in, Greggs. It's the, it's the say equivalent. It's, nah, it's,
0: it's almost spoons-esque. Oh. You can't, can you get drunk at Denny's? I don't know. It's like spoons, but without alcohol oh. if they don't have alcohol. But if they do, then it's like spoons, but more like a cafe. I can't imagine spoons more depressing. <laughs> spoons Take without Take the alcohol booze, away. What we, Just, yeah, what would the 7am crowd be doing? Some I'm having a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking, it's, it's, it's weird though, because like Wendy's is the boy. Mm. I will not have anybody slander water burger because it is trash, but it's the best type of trash. I'm going to get to try in and out burger finally because I didn't have time to try it in Vegas. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I was gutted to find out there's not a Waffle House in LA. There's just not a fucking Waffle House. And place? I wanted my waffles scattered, smothered and fucking covered, man. Oh. I, wanted, I, I wanted to go to a Waffle House at like 3 a.m. Because they don't have locks on their doors, they make their poor staff sit there all night. Oh, and I want to walk in there at the most inconvenient time <laughs> and ask for waffles <laughs> when no one's there and yeah. they're looking a bit tired. And I want to make sure the entire time I do the awkward kind of stare as they're preparing the food, just to, on my own or sinister. Sit as far back in the restaurant as you can and I'll just sit right stare by the side across. Where it's like there are twelve million combinations on our menu. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've only ever been to Waffle House at like 2 a.m. It's the best. That's the best time to go. Uh, So, Arn Anderson and the Booty Man.
0: Yes. To get back to it,
1: we've avoided talking about it for as long as we can.
0: (laughs) Um, Kimberly. Kimberly... (laughs) We literally went on a side, a complete side quest
1: (laughs) involving uh, a a poorly acted out drama. Uh... (laughs) Brilliant acting, mate. What are you talking about? Phenomenal acting. (laughs) I'm just not sure about the booty man. I mean, could you not be like John Simmons or something, or like?
0: No, no, that's, it's it's not gonna work, man. It's not gonna work. I need you to could be, be the Terry booty man. Boulder. See, I did enjoy being a boulder once upon a yeah, time. Yeah, be, be I, boulder again. I don't think I can go back to being Jeffrey Boulder or whatever my name was back <laughs> were in Dizzy the You Dizzy Boulder. Dizzy Boulder. That I was don't it. know why you could named after an egg. No, the egg doesn't happen until I come up with that gimmick, brother. Oh, brother. I see. So yeah.
1: Dizzy's named after you. Yes. That makes sense Which now. is why
0: he's covered up, because they never knew which gimmick to, to do him in. Ah. So I just said, put him in a big egg. And then you see, I was supposed to be... Callback. It was supposed to be me coming out of the big egg at Survivor Series. Oh, and that Not a lot of like people Dizzy. know that. There you go. And it would have been fantastic, didn't no, it? It was a mix up, though, on the day because I was still supposed to come out of it, but accidentally at the warehouse, there were two fucking eggs. There was one for one for Hector Guerrero, right? One
1: for CMLL. It was, it was,
0: no, Hector Guerrero was just me. he was on his way to like a big birthday party and the whole thing was he was gonna jump out of a big egg.
1: No, no one was Hector Guerrero. That's how he sleeps. That's so Hector just was how having he Hector
0: was having a nap in his egg, right?
1: his turkey pajamas. They were
0: stuck. Yeah, Hector in his turkey pajamas inside the egg. <laughs> for my egg. Uh, and I was sat there all done up, brother brother. It was gonna be the big debut of the booty man. Back when I was handsome, you know.
1: And he just noticed the lights <laughs> go off,
0: guys. Guys, you wouldn't believe it. I yeah. fell asleep in there. That's why
1: he looks. That's why. That's why Hector <laughs> looks so shocked. She came out of the egg.
0: I oh, was in my big chicken pajamas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm dressed as the Booty Man's famous
0: chicken pajamas.
1: Here's Kimberly Page. <laughs> I think you mean the booty babe. Sorry, the booty girl, booty oh, the, babe, the, the boot, the butthole babe, the butthole babe, it's the butthole buddy. Ah, uh, one, some dream of this, the butthole babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: here! We're never uh, getting through this, match. We're, <laughs> We're never getting through it.
1: The butthole babe's here, and she wants a bit of booty. Woman squares up to uh, butthole babe, but here's booty boy, butthole man, stepping in. Arn's like, come on, this is a fucking farce. Let's go home. <laughs> Arn's just like, you could have been Eddie fucking Bolder, mate. <laughs> Bo- booty man? <laughs> fucking booty man? Booty gets back in the ring as Arn is cursing the name booty man. <laughs> As he gets into the ring, he gets hit with a running knee. A very meh trigger. And it gives the one, two, three to Booty Man. The dominant Booty Man. Do we know? The dominant butthole buddy. (laughs) Everybody needs a dominant (laughs) butthole buddy. Again, one dreams. Um, The running knee is his new finish.
0: Yes. Do you know what it's called? The booty knee. You're nearly there. The, The boot knee the it. boot but spelled like a shoe E <laughs> it's not even that the, the boo
1: Just, that's why you boo no it's not the boo what is it the heine because it... it sounds like heine oh Christ I, and, and if you watch on the Patreon oh, you Christ. can see Sound Driver's body leave his Sound oh, <laughs> Driver's soul leave connection. his body as he discovers this. Because I
0: was sat there like, it's a high knee, but he doesn't look like it was very
1: high. It wasn't like, very seem high. To get any fucking... It's uh, the only thing in that writer's room that isn't very high. It was the knee. <laughs> the just... pretty Man delivered. It will get higher.
0: I just hope all of those backstage meetings with Hogan were worth it for him. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say.
1: He's making a big bag of money. He's making a big fucking mistakes is <laughs> what he's making. <laughs> he's making a big, big fucking mess. Eddie Boulder. Before our next match, we get a WCW commercial uh, for our next pay-per-view spectacular. It features a very unhinged man watching a very exciting commercial. This is the first time we've had anything that
0: felt like it had a bit of fucking balls to it. Like from <laughs> the from the marketing, like straight yeah. up. Like the, it feels like we're moving into the era that we're in. Mm-hmm. Like this is 96. You've already had what? Nine Inch Nails have released... Downward Spiral, Broken, and Pretty Hate Machine by now. Marilyn Manson is coming through. American culture is getting more and more alternative Mm -hmm. as WCW still sat there going like, yeah, booey, man, and Jimmy Hart and the Nasty Boys and shit. And as you know, WWF leans heavily into this very quickly uh, as ECW had been doing that anyway Mm -hmm. uh, and proved that that's what people wanted. So we're getting slightly more extreme marketing for a show that's supposed to be slightly more off the hinges. But you see like one whole table spot in the advert, which I thought was hilarious.
1: (laughs) One guy jumping off a ladder, maybe. That was it. It was like,
0: oh, crazy. Because
1: they're they're, they're just trying to find any crazy shit they've done. Yeah, There wasn't much to find. But stylized, like it was a really good advert. Can I take issue with the tagline? Which is? Uncensored, where they go, it's coming soon. Unsanctioned unauthorized, unbelievable. Right. Okay. Unsanctioned. It's not because how could it be unsanctioned well, they've, they've if established they say that it is. this Sunday on pay-per-view? They've, just,
0: they've established that it's unsanctioned. So therefore, any of the results can be overturned. There you go. So if we come out of that show with different champions and that next Nitro, it, it, it's, it's carrying on, but then we're going to write a letter to Ted Turner. I'm going to sit here all next time I'm here because it won't be next week mm. and we're going to write a whole letter to Ted Turner and we're going to post it. But surely... Tell him exactly what we think of his product nearly <laughs> 30 years ago.
1: Here's my issue with you, Mr. Turner.
0: And Mariah Carey, there's loads to write.
1: <laughs> to have you got a long flight.
0: A long flight you can write on. Sorry, have you got some? I just need to, to refill my fountain pen with my
1: blood. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, have you got a decanter for my piss Mariah, and vinegar? How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> Write a lovely letter in your own blood. I on the couldn't plane. believe,
0: to when I woke up this week, that I found out
1: you were once again mm. top of
0: the charts in 1996.
1: <laughs> I want you to get to customs the other side and they go anything to declare. Yes, I've got Just this. Like gray, I've got this letter blood. from Mariah Carey. Home. Like <laughs> This book's from Mariah Carey. It's written in my blood. Could you give it to her? Actually, give me your address. I'll take it to her myself. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to go sit in this room for two weeks? Oh, you're going to take me to Mariah? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> just sat there like looking grey. Yeah. I'm going to see Mariah. I'm just waiting for them to take me.
0: <laughs> go Steph's I'm just, gone on ahead. Just like, just like a mobile, just like, is it time? <laughs> <laughs> They're taking me to see Mariah Carey. Yeah,
1: of course we are, man. Then all you can hear is money. just
0: the opening, the opening bars of All I Want for Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they were taking him to Mariah. That's the twist. And then you do the circle fade down. Uh, oh. um, unauthorized. Well, it's clearly authorized. Yeah. They booked a venue and they booked a time slot. It's paid for it's being promoted. It's being promoted. So it's, it is unauthorized. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. I mean, because of the other two, therefore. It well, you've is... not seen the show yet. So that one's still <laughs> up for debate. That, know, one's, that one could turn into a pint of jelly. Yeah, that
0: would be unbelievable.
1: <laughs> so we're going to go really <laughs> unbelievable. Where like <laughs> the show starts and every third person turns into sand. Yeah, why not?
0: I mean, it can't be every third person because then people would work it out, but it needs to be unbelievable.
1: Tony Schiavone comes out, but he's got a big elephant's head. Boom, ba-dum, ba-dum, Doesn't dun, say dun, anything da. about
0: it. Doesn't say anything about it.
1: No, he doesn't, and, and all he does. We're going to go live
0: to Tony on the ramp with, uh, with Randy Savage. And he's just like... Hello, everybody, it's me, Tony. And it's just a giant, giant, like, full-sized elephant head. <laughs> to the point where it's trailing on the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Randy Savage is hopping up and down on one leg. He's <laughs> being interviewed and talking backwards. He's not hopping, he's trying to hold balance, because if you forget, he's a very thin cylindrical tube. <laughs> oh, of course he is! <laughs> this is, yeah, that, that was. this is where it's unbelievable. He it goes, I'm going to win tonight, and then takes off. And we go, we knew it all along! <laughs> VINDICATED!
0: Lex is just buzzing away in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up as well, Lex! Somebody just opens his mouth. No, it's not finished yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for Miss smalls from leg. Oh, he's fucking, he's flooding, he's flooding! (laughs)
0: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: The Road Warriors are in action. They're taking on the Nasty Boys. Uh, the National Heroes.
0: Of course. I forgot. Spent a week in the Taiwan Strait.
1: <laughs> sorting out all that. That's where they've been. I forgot. The, uh, God road bless warriors, them. By the
0: way, who initially turned down the job offer are now jealous of the medals and week off that the Nasties both earned. <laughs> And then there's a point later, which we'll get to, that I can't wait to talk about. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. We'll see. We might, we might have found the same bit. We'll go for it. Uh, it's immediately a tornado tag brawl. Sags yeah. goes flying into the crowd. Nobs lands. It's a... what you'd expect. Oh yeah, it's, it's just it's fucking, fucking fighting. Just a just a brawl. Back from break. Uh, nasty boys on the offense until Hawk knows, throws knobs off the top rope. Uh, animal pulls knobs rib tape off. Now now Nobs has got his ribs all taped up. Yeah, the classic wrestling trope of having your ma- your bandaging over the top of your clothes. Your
0: weakness exposed to your
1: enemy, but also the audience. The the greatest example of this in the history of wrestling is Survivor Series 2005 in which the big show, having been put in an ankle lot for too long, has medical tape around his boot. Yes. Because <laughs> well, you know, when you gotta, I break you gotta you gotta my improvise. foot...
0: you just got to get some tape on there. <laughs> Do you never have, like, somebody in school, like a school doctor, who'd be like, I'll just stick ice on it? And maybe a kid with a bone literally hanging out of their shin. No. I'll just put ice on it, because as long as you survive past three o'clock, it's not my fucking problem, mate. Get
1: yourself to any paper towels at my oh, school. I? It was those, those really harsh, abrasive paper towels yeah, that all wetted. The yeah, the Kimberly
0: Clark ones. Yeah. It used to be them with an ice pack jammed in the middle.
1: There you go. <laughs> Which is what CM Punk's issue was, apparently. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, he pulls off the tape, very heelish manoeuvring from the Road Warriors yeah. once more. Uh, Animal clatters both of them with that same kiddie chair from earlier. It's back again, everybody. Strange to have Nobbs as a babyface in peril for a lot of this match. Mm. I feel like he's kind of the babyface. Eventually, uh, he dodges a body splash from Animal by getting his knees up and then makes a tag to Sags. Uh, and it's all looking like it's turning in the, other, in the direction until... Fucking Steiner's turn up. Yeah. They, but they, they're trying to rush the ring to, I believe, to get at the Road Warriors. Yeah. But the Nasty a, Boys want a piece of them too.
0: There's a whole kind of ongoing thing with Steiner's wanting just
1: direct access.
0: Yes. So it's like they're going to come out and try and just fuck with, aren't they?
1: But they also asked the question on commentary, you know, were the Steiner's involved in the Nasty Boys yeah. trip to Tijuana? Yeah. <laughs> As it was better known. Uh, and, and all three teams end up fighting. Uh, this ends with Animal in the ring and knobs. And Animal has a weapon. Yeah. And it's a bit of the shoulder pad. Again. Again, as he used last mm. week. And he boop, spikes old knobs with the, with the pad. Right in the knob. Right in the knob, i.e. his head. And pins him. One, two, three. Outside the ring, Hawk is swinging with that kiddie chair to kind of see the Steiners off. A bit like the way that Larry the Downing Street cat kept that fox yes. away. Yeah,
0: I uh, the bit I noticed was on commentary. There's a point because it's a it's exactly the match you think it is. You can already if you close your eyes, picture it. It's mm. it's you know exactly how the match is going to go. It's a Road Warriors where they're kind of like. You know, oh, can they quite get the job done? They seem to be cheating a lot more and the nasty boys are just generally wild and then you add the stylists to the mix. You know the crack. But... There's a point where I think Bobby goes, it's exactly like a Chicago street fight. And then just as he's about to finish saying it, Eric's like, no, no, it's not like a Chicago street fight because that's happening on (laughs) 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 pay-per-view. Don't fucking make them realize how shit the uncensored show is going to be, guys. (laughs) Calm the fuck down. (laughs) There's also something we missed earlier during the public enemy and Steiner's match, which is um, confusing. Okay. Okay. Which is Eric Bischoff on commentary? He does this several times throughout the night, just going like, "Dennis Rodman has been suspended. God, everybody knows he's friends with Hulk Hogan. He's probably going to be an un- uncensored,
1: isn't he? Oh, wait and see." Yeah, he says but doesn't say that Dennis Rodman might be a part. of He he all uncensored. but confirms. He the
0: the language he uses it's so loopholely, but mm. the language he uses heavily indicates that Rodman is going to be there. And Rodman ain't going to be uncensored for an entire year. <laughs> I don't think he's even in the crowd
1: at ninety six.
0: Oh,
1: naughty Eric, yeah, naughty boy. Thoughts on Warriors versus Nasty Boys? Yeah, it was just a clusterfuck, wasn't it? Yeah, just a bit of a brawly-brawly like clusterfuck. National heroes getting betrayed like that. <laughs> Fight for this country, but it's all right because you know that's a, that was a, the tornado tag match for the night. Yes. coming up next our main event it is a tornado tag match <laughs> bad pacing on this show yeah. bad pacing
0: well, got the, the names you've got involved I guess it's just one of those where it's stacked in a way where it's like well if they don't want to go out earlier it's going to be a double doubleheader yay.
1: yay Rick Flair and the Taskmaster the Horse Dungeon uh, will face Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage the Mega Friends same as the last match, basically. Yep. Everybody fighting everywhere. What they do differently this time is they've got split screens for when one is on the other side of the ring. I think Flair and Hogan were squared up for a while. I believe Savage and Sullivan were squared up yeah, for a while. Yeah. Brawl down. I think
0: Flair and Hogan brawl down to the start of the ramp, whereas uh, you know Savage and uh, inside the ring just sort of cracking on. <laughs> he wasn't cracking one. <laughs> he was cracking one out. <laughs> He's got to do something da slywise. He's just, a ex- sly wise. <laughs> Randy's just sat in the corner by the steps, with just just, enough of the ring skirt just over. But you can see that there's just slightly more of his thigh than you'd normally be able to yes. see. And his right hand is conspicuously missing as he sweats and aggressively stares directly, directly at Tony Shiboni. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we have a little tug.
0: Um, hey, what are you going to <laughs> to, in the, to in your AEW view? It's none of my business.
1: How we watch wrestling is different and that's fine <laughs> with me. Uh, the crowd are up. <laughs> so is Savage. <laughs> As he has a little Tommy tug, Hogan slams Flair off the top rope. There's punches in the corner. Uh, the, the spot of the night in this match is the figure fours because uh, Savage uh, gets put in a figure four by Flair. And Hogan... I love this. Instead of saving his mate...
0: Instead of saving Savage, all he had to do was take two steps and literally just gently rest his foot on somebody and it would have broken it up, as are the laws of wrestling. Mm -hmm. But instead he chooses to lock in his own figure four and he takes a sweet fucking
1: time doing it. It is the laws of physics are not in their favour here because it's the I'm... long legs of Hogan and the short little bollardy legs of Kevin and it's, Sullivan. It's going to be
0: difficult but like this, this, the pace to that seemed like that had to be so much quicker because Hogan at several points is just staring at Savage screaming in agony and just going,
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a good fucking idea that. Sullivan, where are you? I feel like Hogan was trying to look <laughs> at the legs to go, right, so it's that one over there. <laughs> you know, you watch someone when you learn to see your shoelaces. Squat, just like, as a kid, when you learn to see your shoelaces up yeah. and you watch someone else do it, and you're like... And, it, and first time you watch it, it feels like a weird bit of magic. And you're like... I am 99% sure I still don't tie my laces
0: properly. But
1: they get tied,
0: and that's the important
1: yeah. thing. <laughs> tie them around your <laughs> arm. Just carry them to work with you. Uh, no, f- Yes, yeah, so the figure fours don't work because Savage m- fights out of his with Flair. Flair gets into a squabble with the referee, and the ref ends up pushing him down yeah. as well. Uh, this whole match is just a clusterfuck. Uh, Flair cracks Hogan with the most deadly weapon in wrestling. Woman's shoe! I think Baby Chair even gets a little out in a baby as well. chair gets a little out in a moment because after Hogan hoax up, <laughs> after Hogan after up, after Hogan hoax up <laughs> uh, and gets started on Flair, Arn Anderson comes out, he trips Hogan up to stop him doing the big leg. Uh, And then outside the ring, we've got the little chair, Mm. and there's a kerfuffle outside the ring. There's a kerfuffle. And it's Brian (laughs) Pellman. He's over the barricade. Oh, wow. Who could have
0: predicted this? I know, right? Oh, shit. No way. He jumps the barricade. He just really needed that seven grand for the the, the nine hundred number, guys. <laughs>
1: that's that's why he's done it. Just <laughs> give me the money for this. Now, based on what I'd read before I started watching this, I was keen to watch the interaction between Hogan and Pillman, mm. and how minimal it was. Well, you know,
0: he doesn't want Pillman to be outshining him. Mm. He just wants him to be present and beatable.
1: But he, <laughs> Pillman was neither of those because hogan at one point went to grab pillman from the back of the head yeah as he was fighting on savage like to pull him in to give him some punches mm. and pillman just immediately just shrugs off, breaks <laughs> away goes to the other side hogan follows like hogan like like a like a dog on heat it's just like heat magnet heat magnet yeah. heat magnet goes straight to pillman again and gives pillman a punch to which pillman you watch his eyes light up and he fucking chop the shit out of Hogan. <laughs> and then Hogan ends up giving him something else. And then Pillman ends up staggering away. Yeah. Like Pillman tries to keep as much yeah, distance. separation Just from him and Hogan. get away from me, big Tesla. Yeah, stay off me, Tes. you big weirdo. Uh, the booty man makes the save because at this point the heels, of the faces are outnumbered. But don't worry, not for long, because here's Jimmy Hart. Bring it out. Who the fuck are these two? Uh, so two beefy boys dominate the landscape, and they join and they join Kevin Sullivan, they join Arn Anderson, Ric Flair in the ring, and this leads to Hogan, the Booty Man, and Savage leaving the ring out of fear. Nothing to do. Just, I
0: mean, just, it, it's its the
1: its the promo that comes afterwards. Let's dig in. So, Hogan and Co leave the ring, and Flair's like, hey, you don't want any now? Where you going, Hogan? Where you going, Hogan? Um, let's talk you through who these two are before we do anything else. So, the two who have joined... Uh, the dun- the horse dungeon. Yes. Uh, first is Tommy Debo Lister Jr., who we will know as Tiny Lister or Zeus That's from the right. movie No Holds Barred. Now uh, he him and Hogan met on the set of the movie No Holds Barred in 1989. Famously had a fantastic run in WWE, held all the gold. <laughs> this, Could yes. apply multiple headlocks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they turned the No Holds Barred movie into a WWF storyline, which yep. featured Zeus, who could do fuck which all. which made no
0: sense because it was what was fucking Hogan's name. It was like Rip Thomas or some shit, yeah. wasn't
1: it? So his feud wasn't even with Hogan. It was no, with Rip. but it was like yeah, ah, oh my mm-hmm. god. Uh, it was a way of promoting the No Holds Barred movie, which is spooky. It's quite the movie. Ross and I watched it during lockdown. On You can find the Resting at the Movies podcast where we do an alternative commentary to it. Oh, no, it wasn't Ross and I. I apologize. Um, it wasn't Ross and I. Who did I watch? Who did I watch it with? I watched it with. Uh... Oh, gosh. I'll find it for you and I'll send you a link to it. But we did end up watching it. Um, and it was a lovely film. Um, so Hogan, Hogan's enemy Zeus is here, but he's not the only one here. We are also joined by Jeep Swenson, as he was known in the real world, uh, formerly wrestled for world-class championship wrestling in the late eighties. Uh, and he debuted, um, for, uh, so sorry, no. He was in the Guinness. He was okay. So let me get this right. According to Jeep Swenson, uh, he actually has the largest biceps in the world at this particular point in his career in the Guinness Book of Records. You could find Jeep Swenson for the big old pythons, brother. brother I think brother, that brother. their biggest are twenty-four inches, though. I get told that on a weekly basis. Well, you'll find that you're wrong because Jeep Swenson. No, knows. nobody's allowed bigger. <laughs> it's instant execution in America for that. He debuted, he debuted for world-class in 1987. He beat Perry Jackson in two minutes, and he ended up feuding with Bruiser Brody. And uh, the matches were as, as good as they could be. Bruiser Brody was always great, but yeah. Jeep was very limited. Uh, however, the size of this man and a friendship with Hogan meant that these two would be star-crossed lovers that would find each other, and they did on this day in 1996
0: now um well, let's... months away from nwo it's amazing isn't it when you think about how much the business is just about to change mm. and we're still we're still rolling out very comic book-esque characters yeah we're... and it, it's the fact that is it arn introduces zeus is like everybody knows who this is this is one of hulk hogan's most famous opponents it's
1: like ah now nah. in one way yes but really no just no uh, so they have a little chat to the baddies with these new lads in. Kevin Sullivan says he put the call out uh, and these two answered when, mm-hmm. when he said, I need someone to help me end Hulkamania. These are the only and two were that no answered. no bites. Jeep <laughs> Swenson was actually also in No Holds Barred. I forgot to mention ah. that. Uh, he actually played one of the uh, pit fighters in, a, in, the, in one uh. of the early scenes. There's a pit fighter called Wrench and that's uh, Steve Swenson nice. and that's where he met Hogan and that's where their friendship found I got to mention nice. that earlier uh, so Kev says oh, Kev says these two answered the call Jimmy Hart says Hogan and Savage aren't Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid as they refer to themselves on a few occasions they're more like Dumb and Dumber which I thought was a good line or, or uh, American Hero and MIM 104 Patriot Missile I mean there is that as well yeah. they don't like us knowing that Flair challenges Hogan to do something about it. Arn Anderson says that they one-upped Hogan and Savage with unadulterated violence, and they want to make Hogan and Savage slow-bleed and uncensored. And then Kevin Sullivan addresses the elephant in the room. (laughs) By, as Sam said, (laughs) going, You know this guy! He's one of your greatest opponents! And then they cut to the other guy, and they go, This is the alliance to end Hulkamania! As Tony Shivani agrees, now the network uh, actually removes a big part of the dialogue here.
0: Okay, inform me.
1: It is in this. Uh, we're just we're reporting what happened. We're reporting what happened.
0: Tom's about to say something really bad. I am. But I'm not saying. It's definitely the words of Tom Campbell. Not the words. These are not the words of cultaholic. It's the words of Kevin Sullivan, also known as local uh, (laughs) radio presenter in the northeast of
1: England. Tom Campbell. (laughs) For how much longer? (laughs) Um, uh, He introduces the world to Jeep Swenson, who he describes as the final solution to end Hulkamania. Ah, yes,
0: yes. Yeah.
1: Now, if you're not a history buff, uh, yeah, it's uh, let me. We should fill in the blanks. It, it's it's a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Does it really
0: need explaining? The final solution uh, was something touted by the National Socialist Party in Germany in the 30s and 40s, uh, Nazism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you kind of knowing the things they did, obviously, uh, not very nice in any respect, but the final solution was their, uh, their the,
1: plans to, to get rid of the yeah, Jewish the, population. The Jewish population.
0: And it was We're trying called... to find a, wo- a way to word
1: that there. Cause yeah. it's, it's such a, a horrible, you, you horrible can't, thing. but you can't quite sum up how horrible it is. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, but, and without any prior research to any of this, they decided that this guy should be called the final solution. Yeah. And it wasn't met with the greatest of responses. No, not that it would be. <laughs> A U-turn visible from space. <laughs> you could even hear, hear it backing up. You, you could hear them Beep. backing up on this. And the next time we see this guy, the uh, time we see James Swenson, he'll be called the ultimate solution. Which is, I mean, still just, I mean, yeah, that's... Ultimate's just another mm. word for final, but it sounds mm. even even worse. <laughs> now I think Jim Hellwig is coming in. Yeah, <laughs> but um, they they edi- burned on that one before. That, yeah, we know, played that game the renegade. But they in the network version that this none of this exists. It's been very carefully removed from the conversation yeah. on the network as it fucking well should. Yeah, but of course, for review for for purposes of reporting, it is online the mm. the original version of this. Promo is online, and you can hear Kevin Sullivan just, introducing the guy as the final just, illusion. You can't.
0: How do you not? Uh, uh, how do you not know? How do you not know that's a bad fucking idea? Mm. How do you not know? I see what. It was like. It was only like fifty years beforehand. Oh my! They did it anyway. Yeah. And then they fixed it very quickly. But at one point uh, during the final match, the, the things aren't over yet. Tom oh, uh, no. Eric Bischoff makes it quite clear that it, the C in WCW stands now for commitment rather than championship. Uh, so World Commitment Wrestling, which is a curious name. No? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't scan as well as I would think. So what do you think Eric meant by this? Uh, don't think it was some sort of throwaway line just to make viewers, you know, feel like it was exciting and they were getting a bit of Brucey bonus. Okay. Because, you know, we're committed to staying even though it's gone past the hour or whatever. Uh, it's really World Championship Wrestling and I was just okay, having well, a laugh. Right. It was a Freudian
1: slip. Are we about to get another Sam Driver truth bomb? We are. The rabbit hole's about to get a Whoa. lot deeper. So, Grab in fact... Grab both hands of the rabbit hole and prise it open. <laughs> like it's fucking goatsy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ha <laughs> ha. In fact, prize that
1: rabbit all open.
0: While the nasty spit boys down it and crack on. While the nasty boys were tearing it up in Taiwan, Mark Merrow was getting the hell out of Dodge. But why? We heard the convoluted tale from Tom or lies uh, about his daughter's birthday. But come on, real life isn't even that serious. Uh, when I go to the shop for a meal deal, there isn't some Faustian demon waiting to take my soul. So therefore, the Mark Merrow thing didn't happen. Clearly, right? Clearly, okay. Uh, real life is boring. Things like that just don't happen. Uh, so why did really leave and what does it all mean what does it all mean well in an attempt to top dip, 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 in an attempt to stop I talents agree. jumping to new york bischoff instituted a bit of a new rule for the wcw locker room and that's that all talent must be wed to one another now if hulk and randy are too busy bickering over which side of the bed they're sleeping on or who's used whose pube razor they're not going to want to jump ship are they they're going to be too busy bickering Right. so in short, obviously with the Merrow thing Sable was having fucking none of this so Sable was like, come on, New York let's get out of the madhouse uh, But and how can you and marry an entire locker room en masse, this is like a bigger question yeah so it would be a telltale sign prevalent throughout the show you've talked about it several times you've touched upon it several times it's one of your favourite factors of the entire show this evening Tom tornado tag Match. no, it's the work of big furniture mate of course <laughs> I'm sure you noticed the use of the hard-molded blue chairs throughout yeah. the building. Well, just the one yeah. kept coming up. Uh, we also had a suspicious last-minute public enemy match that showcased the You Hire Model 5 marriage special table.
1: I thought it was a different model. I couldn't remember if it was the five or the four. That's
0: the one. It had the folding portion in the middle. The That's public the enemy five, themselves actually yeah. are former priests and furniture salesmen who one day, while fixing a parish roof, fell off a 35-foot ladder, invented a new move, gimmick came. You know, it's, it's all just kind of everybody Yeah, knows yeah, yeah, story. we all know that story. Uh, But they just needed a way to sort of facilitate going into wrestling and and using their priest powers to sort of make everybody good, I guess, while selling furniture. Uh, So they paid Jimmy Hart 12 quid for a theme right, before the show, and he's like, we'll shoot a music video with the Giant and Loch Ness. And he's like, yeah, we'll just have them out there fighting. They'll be up there talking. We'll just quickly film it. Uh, But no, they just told Giant that Loch Ness, after telling Jimmy Hart this and getting it all sorted, they told Giant that Loch Ness is the one who double parked and blocked him in. uh, And then Loch Ness just got fucking obliterated by Giant. Oh. Uh, So then following the show closing brawl, the entire locker room was then wed. They closed all the doors they brought out public enemy and they made it happen. Uh, a colossal fuck up however meant that the 10,000 or so on hand were also wed to the wrestlers. Oh shit. Uh, most history books and the observer in particular overlooked that one. Uh, people are nostalgic for the 90s, but I think it's just despicable behavior from Bischoff and the officials and big big furniture must be stopped.
1: Is that why you have all those um those those people getting arrested for uh illegal marriages? Yes, probably. Yeah. Because of that. No, no, through no fault of their own. They,
0: they got to get married. And it's like, oh, shit, you, you went to that nitro taping, didn't you? In uh, 18th of
1: March, 1996. Yeah, so you're already married. Yeah, you're already married, mate. You're going to prison. they are like five and six-year-olds that were there that are already married yeah. then, by that system, by big furniture. Jeez. Big furniture needs
0: to be stopped, mate. How do we stop big furniture? You can't, you're using furniture right now. We're all using furniture. So do we just stop using furniture? Yeah. But then what constitutes furniture? Is carpet technically furnishings?
1: Oh, it's, it's, well, carpet is carpet. We and need
0: to straight. learn how to hover.
1: Okay. Can you hover? I, <laughs> <laughs> I can try. <laughs> I see this going so wrong. <laughs> it's going all right. There we go. If I just stand like this. <laughs> like Randy Savage. <Shabby. laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll have to hover from now on. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, when it comes to Bigfoot... Uh, how? Where does the rabbit hole go? Like, is big Bovril involved? Well, I I,
0: I think that we've got to do some more exploring, but Bovril's certainly got some interests going on. Yeah. We're talking about them for some reason. And what Why you... is that? Is it a Bovril ray?
1: And where? Are
0: they blasting you on the high street as you walk into work? Just Bovril. I did. I... Is it like, you know, they live where you put some sunglasses on and every billboard's Bovril?
1: I did notice.
0: Everybody woke up who opens it. This morning, there,
1: my headphones were saying Bovril over and over again. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought like a YouTube alarm, ad. It's from... your alarm tone. You just well. never realized. Bill Bov Bill Bov Bill Bov Bill Bov Bill
0: Bov Bill bovril. Do you know there is a weird conspiracy though in and around Bovril?
1: Yeah, we've talked about it no, extensively. No, 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 no,
0: no. there's the in actual one in terms of the name. So Bovril, uh Bovine is the Bov part, right? Yeah. Uh, or Bov is the Bovine park cuz it obviously comes from cattle, ox, whatever the fuck. Um but Vril has its own entire thing and it's linked to like Nazi occultism and all sorts of stuff (laughs) but essentially Vril is this like it's the belief in like this ancient race of powerful people and I think it's where the Nazis got their understanding of what they thought Aryan meant from like that I think when I've read up enough about it but it's still one of those things where you fall down but yeah it's sort of like he chose it because back before it was involved with them it was just generally this sort of book that spoke about this thing and it was all about power. So it was like the power of, of the bovine. So Bovril. Cow power? Basically cow power, yeah. Wow. But Bovril like would later, like you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, however many years later, would then sort of fall into certain occult circles that would then sort of make their way through the, the party because they were kind of obsessed with the occult, depending on some people, if you go back and look.
1: There's a lot of like weird occult stuff. Spear I, of destiny, all that. I thought you were going to say like Bovril because bovine and then the real like like the, <laughs> like the devil.
0: <laughs> no, it's like Bob actually
1: if, if you can search for something called the Vril Society and that's <laughs> when I was like, what the fuck? And it was like, yeah, this is like actually a thing. What if we, as a joke have started this thing about the Bovril conspiracy that turns out, actually, we have stumbled across a Bovril it turns conspiracy. It Bovril
0: are, like, controlling the world. And,
1: and, and someone's going to go, shit, they're having a they joke. They need to be stopped. Like, do we stop them? Or do we let them carry on the jokes? Everyone thinks or they're idiots. Or do we fire
0: the, the crazy laser at them? Because then oh, we'll, we'll go from talking about the truth laser. to all of a sudden you'll come in and go, like, I saw a sparrow. It's definitely a robot. Because that's another conspiracy is that birds aren't real.
1: Oh, they're all robots, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. God. I mean, that's that's extensive. I think that one's more of a piss take, but it, it's, uh yeah. I mean, the the robots in my area really like the seed I put out for them. Yeah. <laughs> this this is they nice. got it. They got it. It's how they, they convert it to energy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I might do tonight is line Bovril <laughs> along my balcony and then see if the birds land and start talking Latin. <laughs> He's off to LA now, so wish him luck. Have a lovely time. I'll try not
0: to get shot, everybody. Try not to get shot. I'll try not to fall off a skateboard, and I'll try to. Uh, Are you submitting a film while bankrupt. you're over there? Uh, no, I everyone wish, submits a film. I, they go I wish. I wish I had a script just to go and throw an unsolicited script just to go launch at somebody. Write one. On the and go, I can't fucking read one. It's unsolicited. I don't care. <laughs> just ping it in. This again. is what Hollywood is. <laughs> <laughs> like some fucking paper boy on a rental scooter, just like <laughs> lobbing this brick.
1: <laughs> and it's actually just my letter to Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see how long it takes me to get arrested in Hollywood. I, I hope not at all. I mean, I hope not at all, but maybe yeah. three days. Yeah, it depends entirely <laughs> what we get up to, because
0: it's like I, there's a uh, couple of canyon walks I want to do. There's beach. There's a lot of museums. There's uh, I want to go up to the observatory. There's just, there's so much fun to be had, mate. There's Mm. so much fun to be had. And uh, I'm excited, kind of just stressed though, because I'm in the early pre-holiday, just like, fucking, you got everything. Mm. And having to fly post-Covid with all those rules is just like, I need to double and triple and double and triple check everything. Jesus, you have a lovely, (gasps) you have a lovely. But the second
1: I'm on that plane, I'm getting drunk as fuck. And then 14 hours later, I'm in LA. Way, we'll see you when you get back. And until he is back, he is at the Sam Driver oh. on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. time, folks. Booty.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.